Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Okay, we'll just let it fly. Three, two, one. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Common Sense Show. This is Dave Hodges. I am the host, and this is the show that's freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. And this is uh, kind of an emergency broadcast, but it's airing at the regular time. We're recording this late evening prior to the morning, early afternoon release, depending on which network you're listening to us on. We'll go to our podcast services early in the morning, uh, which will be Thursday morning, the 24th, and war has broken out, and uh, I don't think I could probably pick uh, any better uh, mind to to contemplate the possibilities with than our guest. Uh, we used to call him Wrecker. Now we call him Doug Thornton, uh, former DHS, former Marine, former contractor. And I've been on the phone all day today. And there's things going on in this country domestically that would curl your toes. And it's all predicated on war starting. And sure enough, here it is. Doug, welcome to the show. And, uh, um, we knew this might be coming, but uh, it's you're never really prepared for it emotionally when it does. Hey, Dave, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. All right, yeah, you know it's uh, it's definitely one of those strange days. We have been saying for a while that Russia will eventually invade into Ukraine, and apparently tonight it has finally happened. Uh, Currently, Putin has declared a special military operation in, in Ukraine. I've been watching reporters from NBC and, and others uh, that are reporting all different types of explosions happening in and around Kiev and uh, several other Ukrainian cities. Uh, I haven't had anything that's a video confirmation of explosions. Uh, this is certain, certainly not like... Uh, the shock and awe of whenever we went into I- to Iraq the first time. Uh, but, you know, right now, Putin says he is there for a peacekeeping operation. He's protecting uh, people who are uh, Rush- ethnic Russian Ukrainians and uh, people who are pro-Russian. And he is also highly warning that uh, more or less no Western nation better enter into Ukraine uh, or better not enter into Ukraine, and uh, might as well just leave everything alone. Or we're gonna mi- we're gonna be uh, inflicted upon by Russia, I guess, militarily. Now, right now, as we're speaking, there are many different things that are happening. Uh, this is one that's interesting, Dave. Uh, New York braces for cyber attack in response to U.S. sanctions on Russia. That's one thing that I. Uh, started recently picking up. So there are many different ways that Russia can uh, come at us. Uh, cyber attacks are definitely probably the uh, best case scenario if, if anything were to happen. But we know for a fact, Dave, they, they as in the alliance, uh, the UN uh, Charter Treaty, they will get involved with this the moment an actual firefight breaks out. Uh, Vladimir Zelensky, the Ukrainian president, yesterday said that he was not going to be worried about anything, that Russia was not on a war path, and that no imminent invasion was going to happen. But obviously that's not true. And obviously now 
He has conscripted anyone from the ages of 18 to 60 years old uh, into a reservist military, any male. And the parliament for Ukraine has also lifted all, uh, I'm, I'm guessing, laws that uh, bind people from not being able to carry firearms. And now every Ukrainian citizen is allowed to carry firearms. Yeah, really. There is, yeah. I, I do have something to interject here, okay, because there is some breaking news. Um, I'll tell you what I witnessed. I was watching a live report from Kiev on Fox before we went on the air. I saw explosions in the city. The city's being attacked. Yeah. And this is the capital city. So th- there is an invasion. Also, too, it's being reported now that as dawn breaks, there's an amphibious invasion that has just begun into Ukraine, and they're capturing the ports, the port cities. So, so that that's an invasion. This isn't peacekeeping. This isn't rescuing ethnic Russians. And the bombing they're doing, and there is bombing, they're taking out what you would expect to do at this point in time, the command and control. So those three things are occurring right now as we speak these words at 11.04 Central, just after midnight on the East Coast, the 23rd going into the 24th of February. These three things are going on, Doug. I mean, my confidence calling these three things is 100%. It's an invasion. Did I lose you? No. Can you hear me? Now I can hear you, yes. Okay, sorry about that. Uh, you wouldn't, would, if we got interference right now, would that surprise me, <laughs> given our track history? No, it wouldn't <laughs> at all. That's why I had to say, can you hear me? Because you and I have had our problems with, let's say, having our shows interrupted. Oh, only consistently. Yeah, I hear you. But, uh, yeah, you know, for right now, Dave, this is uh, this is what we're having to deal with. I would say that uh, we should be paying close attention to Ukraine. Uh, and we should also start to pay very close attention to what happens to some of our other allies. Uh, today, the UN had their fourth emergency meeting over Ukraine and Russia. For the most part, from everything that I heard, uh, the UN is all in accordance with each other that they need to protect Ukraine, that Russia has broken international laws. Mm-hmm. And that they should uh, more or less be punished for it. But no one wants to get up and say, I'm the first one who's going to attack. Now, China was represented there tonight. And as I was listening, I heard no real rebuke from China. I heard no uh, grandizing. I heard no solutions. So I think China may be stepping out of this one. Uh, that's my personal opinion. I think China obviously helps to back this. But, you know, what we're seeing right now, it's being called aggression. And for days, the intelligence community and the Department of Defense have known that on more than likely today that this uh, attack would come. But it's uh, it's just one of those strange things, Dave, because... We've been saying for weeks, every other day, the invasion is going to happen. It's going to happen. And I want to know what it is that put the hooks back into the jaws of Russia and drew them back into this conflict. Now, we know that Donetsk and Luhansk uh, are the two breakaways uh, provinces that he declared to be independent states. And I watched him actually uh, scold uh, Putin scold Moscow's chief of uh, spying today, who said that they should be wanting to bring uh, Donetsk and Luhansk, the Donbass region, uh, into the Russian Federation. And Putin actually scolded him and laughed and said, no, that is not what we are considering. We are recognizing their independence. They will not become a part of the Russian Federation. I think they will be puppet states. I agree with both men. Um, I think it'll be a lot like Kosciuszkan, a lot like Belarus. Russia really calls the shots, but they appear to be independent on the surface. Well, regardless of what is being said right now, if a protracted war does break out, there are two 
two different parties that will be introduced, and you just uh, you just announced them. Belarus and Kazakhstan will be coming to aid the Russian Federation. There's no if. They will be coming to aid the Russian Federation. And there may be uh, one or two more other countries somewhere within there. I'm waiting to see if Turkey uh, steps in and decries any of this or if Turkey backs it. Uh, we know that Venezuela is backing it. So you could also see uh, some sort of a military support from Venezuela and their cooperation with the Russian Federation. Yeah, um, the politics are easy to predict in this case. And the question is, how far will things go? I, I think America. Well, there's two ways Putin could go if he decides to attack America. Could be straight out nuclear, and it could be cyber, first and only. What do you think? I don't think Putin. I don't think anybody wants a nuclear war. I think a nuclear war is such a outdated way of warfare, much like trying to conquer the world with super aircraft carriers. There are plenty of things to destroy those items now. And mutual assured uh, destruction doesn't work well for anybody. I don't think currently, now I say currently, I'm not taking anything off the table. I don't think currently we need to worry about nuclear arsenals being used. It's going to be assassinations, guerrilla warfare. It's going to be uh, block-by-block 3D warfare, as we would call it in the military, and then cyber attacks. In America, though, Russia cannot bring forth its military into America. That's just not going to happen. That Red Dawn is is not going to happen right now. Uh but what will happen, and I've said this for months, I'm going to say it again, what will happen if we involve ourselves in this conflict, Russia will target the banking system. They will target the electric grid. I don't know if they'll be successful. I hope they won't be. But they are targets of opportunity, and they're soft targets. They're very easily manipulated targets. Uh, we know that China and Iran and North Korea are all hostile states to the United States, and they are all in cahoots with each other along with Venezuela. So they all have plenty of different means of how to hit us, and our infrastructure, as usual, is the Achilles heel. It is the glass jaw of America. That's what we can expect right now. Dave, what I would like to know, though, is should our European forces be worried we have bases spread across Europe, uh, also in Germany. What will happen to all the Americans that we have in Germany if Germany ends up siding with Russia? Will they be get kick, uh, kicked out? We know that the uh, head of Germany right now just canceled the Nord Stream 2 pipeline into Germany, uh, which, Dave, that can't last for long. They get 70% of their energy from Russia. France gets 60% of its energy from Russia. It goes back into this alliances now. If they can't get the power for their generation stations that they need and to be able to heat their populace, well, the United States isn't going to cart it over there to them. They're going to have to make a deal. But Russia may play, may play hardball and may make them separate from the United Nations or NATO in order to complete that deal. A lot of moving parts there. There is. I really there don't is. have a good answer for you at this point in time. I really, I, I, it's really hard to tell you which of these is going to come to the forefront. Like, I don't, listen, I know you don't think that nuclear war is possible, but let me just go back to the post-election in 2016. After Hillary Clinton in debate number two, with Trump, said, I'll have a no-fly zone and we'll shoot down anything that crosses it. Well, the only thing that would have crossed it would have been Russian fighters. 
And and so Putin said, and I think it was in response to this comment, and also Obama's, in, man, man, well, should I say, maneuvering into trying to get us into a war with Russia, uh, going back to 2014 over Syria, and then Ukraine. I, I, I Putin said, and I quote, if Hillary had been elected, we would have launched a first strike. I don't think nuclear attack is off the table because he knows he's dealing with Obama 3.0 who's controlling the White House. I hear the wheels turning. I'm not saying that a first strike is off the table. I'm not saying that nukes are off the table. A nuclear protracted war does not complement anyone. However, nukes will be used if nukes are threatened to be used. What we are hearing is from the media is that we have two nuclear superpowers who are both afraid to put troops in uh, in a We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here. And we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at thecommonsenseshow.tv, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at thecommonsenseshow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time military action into ukraine because russia is a nuclear superpower and nato is a nuclear superpower i think because of the close proximity of nato and russia that I want to say for as long as feasible, nukes won't be used, but throw in the wild card, get rid of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris for whatever scandal or reason. Put someone like Hillary Clinton in who is being paraded everywhere, and now we have a different story entirely. But Dave, we can't live on the narrative of the what-ifs and if Hillary gets put in. because then we start to take away from the real actions that are happening, the credible actions that are happening uh, in Ukraine. Right. 
the the beginnings of what we're seeing right now is going to be a lot of intelligence gathering. It's going to be uh, CIA based, uh, along with their affiliates. I'm not going to go into that any further. And then you're going to have our special operations, our special forces that are going to be there embedded. They're going to be helping out the Ukrainians. They're probably going to be sorting out some of the uh, Russian supporting Ukrainians. Uh, and they're going to have their own activities and mission criteria. Somewhere off of the Baltics, we have a float going on that is uh, just waiting to deploy manpower. Uh, I don't know. I haven't heard anything about amphibious invasions into Ukraine yet. Not saying it's not going to happen. I'm more than expected because they need the entire peninsula. They want all of it. So I could imagine that they would end up blockading uh, the Crimea port entirely. Uh, but, you know, it's really going to depend on what is what is the EU going to do about it. Is Germany going to do anything? Is France, Poland, uh, Norway, is the Scandinavian countries going to do anything about it? Uh, the Baltics, I don't know if Lithuania or any of those other nations where we're sending troops to, uh, I don't know if they're going to do anything about it. We, there ha- that's why this UN um, emergency meeting is happening currently. I think it may be over by now. They're still coming to the drawing board trying to figure out what to do with Russia, and Russia is sending troops into Ukraine regardless. So what does that tell you? It tells you that the UN does not know what to do. They are either intimidated by Putin, afraid of the nuclear uh, arsenals of Russia, or they're going to wait and let this play out in as long as Putin swears that it will be a peacekeeping operation and not turn into an all-out military operation, they may let him go through with it. Hmm. Yeah, I'm contemplating what you're saying here. Um, The one, I mean, let's start at ground zero here. Uh, Putin and Russia hate the globalists, hate them. They really don't like the Chinese. They have some treaties of convenience. But, uh, in fact, Steve Quayle and I were talking today. He believes they're in conflict right now militarily over a lake. Um, Their skirmishes happen more often than is reported. But they don't like each other. And And I really believe Kazakhstan became an issue because the belt, the gateway to Europe for China is through Kazakhstan. In fact, uh, their Belt and Road Initiative with a railroad that runs through that country, and I think that's just why Putin was so willing to send in the Spetsnaz uh, and and make a deal with the uh, government. And I think Putin's really controlling that government right now for keeping the the corrupt regime in power. And so Putin's enemies line up. In fact. I interviewed someone today who's I consider to be my Latin American expert, and uh, he's reporting, and he's not alone in this. Brazil, Mexico, and uh, Russia met in Moscow last week to talk about an alliance against the globalists. And I don't think that should surprise anybody. AMLO was on board with Trump before Trump had the election stolen. Bolsonaro <laughs> loves Trump. He's called the Trump of Brazil, and he's going to have to declare martial law to stay in power. That's the general consensus. And Brazil's the only non-communist nation now in South America. I mean, we're lining up. We're seeing the lines drawn for World War III. And Absolutely. What, what came out of that meeting in Russia with Mexico and Brazil is they listed the two top nations that they fear and dislike. One was China. Two was the United States. Two years ago, we wouldn't have been on that list. We are now because of the idiots we have running our country. Do you agree with this statement? If Biden had said, we pledge, there'll be no American missiles placed in Ukraine at all, and Ukraine will never become a member of NATO, would that have ended this crisis? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So let me ask you, Doug. Ukraine's not a democracy. Zelensky is a tyrant. He jails opponents. He shuts down opposition media. 
Um, Ukraine's not a trading partner. We have no formal alliance to protect them. We're not obligated by treaty. What the hell is going on? It all comes out of money. It's money and resources. They're a resource-rich country. Neither we own the tens of billions of dollars that we can that we can easily get within just the first year uh, of our occupation of that country. Russia will have it if we don't have it. That's what I, I believe. That's what it comes down to. We do not care as a nation about the Ukrainian border. I'm not saying we don't care about Ukrainian lives. I'm saying we don't care about what's happening in Europe. It's not affecting America. And as many of these politicians uh, and would-be heroes want to come out and they want to say that we should be there, we should be sending in our our boys and girls into Ukraine to fight the evil Russians, well, uh, what Russia is doing right now is no different than what we did in Syria not too long ago. You know, America has a bad habit of colonizing the world through military force. And that's no different than what Russia is doing, if anything. Russia has actually held back quite a bit, quite a bit, from a NATO aggression. And I'm not a Russian apologist. I uh, I, I want peace with everybody, but I'm also not going to sit here and uh, be bullied or threatened by Vladimir Putin or China or even our own politicians. But we have to recognize that what is happening right now is strategically about uranium. It's about titanium. It's about the iron ores. It's about the breadbasket of Ukraine. And that's what Russia needs. Russia also has plenty of ethnic Russians that live within Ukraine, live within the Ukraine provinces that he wants back as well. Now, Obviously, Russia wants to rebuild, the Federation wants to rebuild the Union. We can see that happening. You know, and we know that Vladimir Putin has talked about doing that before. So we don't need to be surprised. He's been in Ukraine since 2014 trying to flip it and overtake it. However, what we're seeing now is just the, the preamble of what is coming. I think, this is my personal opinion, I think if we were to allow Vladimir Putin and the Ukrainian officials to actually negotiate, something positive may come out of that. I think if we start to introduce our form of politics with their form of politics, that's when the aggression happens because pride gets introduced, and that's one of our problems is pride. Uh, I mean, just listen to, but, you know, once again, pride, listen to this report. Hold on, I want to read this to you real quick. Putin said in an emergency televised address that the military operation is intended to protect civilians and to demilitarize Ukraine. To demilitarize Ukraine, Dave. That means he wants Ukraine's military to be null and void and is a response to threats coming from Ukraine. He said that Russia does not plan to occupy Ukraine and said that the Ukrainian military should immediately lay down its arms. That's a direct quote from Vladimir Putin. It should immediately lay down its arms. But are they going to keep an occupation force there to make sure that happens? I think they have to. They Absolutely, they'll have to. Three or four days ago, Volodymyr Zelensky was laughing about Russia three days ago. He was telling everybody there is no imminent invasion. And then he took a holiday as the Russians were leaving his flanks. Yesterday, after Putin formally announced that he recognizes the two runaway provinces, or independent states, whatever it is, uh, of the Donbass area, Zelensky had been trying to get a hold of Putin on the phone, and Putin was not answering. So, Putin called his bluff. Now, with a professional military, with a large professional nuclear-powered military like Russia coming into Ukraine, it should not be uh, underestimated, and the hubris of Zelensky to say that, well, you know, 
just every man and woman will be armed if they come here. You know, there's obviously some some form of meetings that should have happened that didn't happen that Zelensky some, himself can be responsible for. Uh, I think they probably could have struck a deal with Russia. They could have retained their borders. They could have struck a mineral rights deal with Russia and be and be made rich off of it. But it then will go into an Article Five problem with NATO. So Ukraine is in the middle of a problem right now. They're really not a NATO ally. Uh, they they have really nothing for the U.S. Uh, it's just strange to to sit here and find ourselves asking why is it that we are trying to involve ourselves so heavily in Ukraine, but when Russia obviously in sent troops in to kill civilians in Kazakhstan, we did nothing about it. Well, we're doing nothing now. You know, and we're doing nothing. Doug, Doug, I'm going to make an analogy here, okay? And you're the military guy; you've got the combat experience. But here's how I see it. Let's go back to December the sixth, nineteen forty-one. We discover Japanese carriers streaming out of the north for Pearl Harbor. They're only there for one reason. Now, do we a launch an immediate airstrike out of Midway and Pearl Harbor and destroy the carriers as best we can, or B, wait until they launch and fly over our forces in Pearl Harbor and attack them then. Hold that thought for a second, okay? Because now I'm going to go to Ukraine. We know that the Russians had staging areas. They drilled, and then they went and coalesced in the staging areas, which is a precursor to attack. If this administration of our country had any balls, any intelligence, which they don't, any knowledge of military strategy, we would have attacked the Russians right then since we knew the attack was imminent. They said it all damn day from the morning. The attack is imminent. The attack is imminent. Okay, you know where they are. You've got satellites. Take them out. If you were really serious about stopping this, take them out. And I use the Pearl Harbor analogy. I think there's a bigger agenda. I'm just going to let you run with this thinking. Well, I'm trying to look up something right now. Well, let me tell you what I'm looking at while you do that, and just let me know when you're ready. I'm looking at Fox News right now, and I'm seeing explosions at daylight with buildings on fire. And this is on their homepage at foxnews.com. Russia, the headline, Russia bludgeons nation with missiles as bloody campaign forces Ukraine to go into lockdown. And we, like I said, if we were serious about we're going to defend the democracy of Ukraine, joke, joke, then we should have attacked the Russians when they were staging, preparing to launch. We knew when they turned the key to start the motor on the first tank headed to the border. We knew. We knew when they were staging for amphibious assault. We knew. We knew when their planes were lined up. There's no way they could escape detection. We knew before they ever got off the runway what was coming. And we could have done something. Now, um, I need to take a real, real quick break here, Doug. So while you're looking that up, let me just say, ladies and gentlemen, there's three things we're going to talk about here very quickly. One, if you have a nest egg to protect, <laughs> given what's going on, uh, I would call Noble Gold tomorrow. They have all kinds of programs that can keep you from being the victim of cyber attack on your bank because you've limited your assets in the bank. Number two, you shouldn't keep any more than three to four months in there. Number three, they have all kinds of programs. IRA, 401k conversion. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off MyPillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. It's towards precious metal backed. It will survive what's coming. They also have gold, uh, silver, Bitcoin investments. They have all kinds of products. So do you have a nest egg to protect? I, I would get a hold of Noble Gold tomorrow. Ordinarily, we give out the website. 
goldbeforelate.com, but you can also call them for quicker service, 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. Now, here's the bottom line, too. (laughs) Food and water. Food and water. All of a sudden now, I've noticed here uh, on our food sales, they have skyrocketed in the last three hours. Obvious. Now, we're meeting demand. Okay, we have plenty of product. We're not fly-by-night. They built many factories after the lockdown started, and they hired many more people. But the resources are not without, let's put it this way, limitation. And if war does break out, the government will seize all food and all fuel for their needs. We're already operating in an energy deficit because of the closing of the pipelines. So you need to understand that you've got a short window to get what you need. Go to preparewithdave.com to get the food. The specials are still on, despite the economy. You'll see the specials there. And then also, too, you need water filtration because you may have to scavenge for water, especially if we have a grid-down scenario. And one is none and two is one. You need multiple, and they have a great sale on that, too. The Aquapure Pro Water Filter Research is on the page. You can see how good it is. So I'm saying to you, I'm imploring you, make sure you have enough food for your family and make sure you have the ability to scavenge for water should that be necessary. So waterwithdave.com, preparewithdave.com. God bless all of us as we prepare to get through this. And this is why we deal in these products, because I didn't want this day to come, but I feared it would. And now it kind of looks like it's here, folks. We just don't know how far it's going to go. Okay, Doug, back to you. I'm sure you found what you were looking for. Yeah, so uh, we're having U.S. officials that are now officially reporting a uh, amphibious landing by Russian uh, mm-hmm. forces in Odessa and then also Mariupol. So land forces are now moving in from Belarus into Crimea. So obviously they're surrounding the looks, country. This looks more like an invasion it is. Than, than it does uh, peacekeeping operations. But, you know, this is a is this provocation for war? Is this war? Is this, uh, this obviously is not saber rattling anymore. We're going to have to see come, uh, let me see about, I think 10 o'clock tomorrow morning, uh, when Biden is supposed to speak about all this and what the decisions will be. So far, the Biden administration is saying that they will impose even stronger sanctions and blah, blah, blah. That means I, nothing. Let's be honest. Yeah. That no, means it, nothing. It doesn't because they're not on the petrol dollar anymore. They're on the Chinese yuan. So they can oppose all the sanctions that they want. The sanctions that actually do hurt is closing of the Nord Stream pipeline. Uh, that will hurt, but that pipeline can just be rerouted to someone else, or they can keep pushing that pipeline until eventually, uh, well, someone's going to stop playing chicken where they can't. Turkey. Yeah, well, It'll yeah, go to I, Turkey. Well, eventually, Russia will force EU to come to them for power. They don't create their power anymore. It's not there. Because they went with the whole uh, climate accord, the Paris Accord, because they went the whole uh, uh, green route, they lost that power consumption. That's why Russia is putting it to them. They literally have them at a little bit of a loggerheads because if you attack Russia in any way, they're going to cut off your power. And they don't have to turn it back on. They can make you crawl back to them. And then that will have stipulations. I will say this. Uh, I, I just had a fan uh, from my show email me, Dave. Uh, we need to give a little bit of a heads up to everybody. One of the listeners from my show uh, is asking me, she said, I want your personal military opinion right now. And, uh, you know, she she wants to take her family out for vacation that they've had planned. Should they be flying? Should they be hunkering down and circling the wagons? This is my personal opinion. Life is very short. Enjoy it while it's still here to be enjoyed. However, if you are going to travel, go by vehicle. Drive your vehicle, don't get on a plane. If you get on your vehicle 
and anything happens, World War Three breaks out, you get that that you know uh, gut feeling. The Holy Spirit's telling you to turn around. At least you have the option. Don't cancel your vacation. Continue to live life. Uh, do not live within the realms of fear. God did not give us a spirit of fear. But be of sound mind right now. Do not be taking unnecessary risks. Give it back to Dave. Yeah, I got a tough decision too because I'm going to uh, Dallas on March 20th. But I think the picture will be clear by then. I don't think I'll have to make a decision what if. If if the conference I'm going to to speak at was this weekend, I would have some hesitancy. But uh, personally, I'll tell you where I think this is going. Um, I agree with your advice to live your life. But I would also say this. I don't think Putin's going to carry this to the extreme. Unless Biden does. Now, the Democrats have tried to start a war with Russia since 2014. Easily 2014. And Biden could make a wrong move to cause Putin to react. I believe Biden is an agent of the World Economic Forum and China. One and the same right now. And I believe he is put into power to destroy this country economically, militarily. Here we are on the cusp of war. And he's kicking people out of our military over a vaccine that doesn't work mandate. I mean, that doesn't even make any damn sense. Makes no damn sense whatsoever. So I'm just saying right now that we're in a situation, Doug, where I don't think Putin's going to escalate beyond taking Ukraine. But Biden could do something stupid to cause it to happen. What's your reaction to that? I I agree to that. I think... think well, let's let's throw Biden to the wind real quick. I think uh, Putin is going to have a very heavy hand for okay. Ukraine. He's obviously going to do some sort of a attempt at a regime change and dare the world to interfere. As long as it remains peaceful, who knows, right? Uh, it's it's really anybody's guess. I, I'm I'm going to tell you right now for everyone listening. Uh, there's a lot of prophecy out there. There's a lot of false prophecy out there. And now let me say that again. There's a lot of false prophecy out there. No one knows what's fixing to happen within the next 24 hours, let alone 48 or 72. We can pray for peace, but we should be prepared for war. We should be prepared for anything happening in these United States. Honestly, what happens to Ukraine does not pertain to me sitting here in the DFW area of Texas. Uh, but if Biden introduces war, if Biden and his cronies, his lackeys, introduce war, it will be fed on, uh, felt on the American side. Not only in the Baltics with our troops, not only within Europe and our troops, it will be felt possibly in Syria. It will be felt possibly along our U.S. border and uh, various U.S. cities where you could have random explosions, assassinations, blackouts. You could have telecommunications disruption, banking disruption. They can cut the uh, telecommunications line that is in in the Atlantic Ocean going from America to Europe. There are quite a few things happening. I mean, just look, listen to this right now. Ukraine has declared a state of emergency. They they said that they're going to conscript everyone from the age of 18 to 60. That means they're preparing for war. Okay, Canada has ended the Emergency Act. Why do America think, is back under an Emergency Act? Yeah, why do you think Canada did that? I don't know. I was surprised by that, weren't you? I, I was shocked by that. But even though the Emergency Act has ended, there are going to be provisions within that that are going to remain probably for the next year or two. And something may happen that lead them back to it, right? There's always that possibility. And, you know, I mean, between Russia being on high alert, Ukraine being on high alert, all of the European and Baltic states are on high alert, America's on high alert, Canada's on high alert, that also means Australia and New Zealand's on high alert. The whole world is on high alert right now. Not just for COVID, not just for Freedom Convoys, for various reasons, but now what we're talking about 
is a potential protracted war with Russia. What we need is calm minds, but unfortunately, that's not who we have in office. Dave, let me ask you something. Would you be shocked if within, I don't know, 96 hours, if not one firefight happens in Ukraine? Would you be shocked? I think there's a, there's firefights going on right now. There are reports that Spetsnaz have entered the city. I'm sure it's for grid takedown. Well, so Spetsnaz are the uh, Russian Marines. They, they will be part of that amphibious landing. Uh, no, I'm they, saying they're in Kiev right now. Oh, yeah. No, they're there. That's they're what the there. report says. Yeah, and they have a varied mission. They can do various different things. Uh what I'm willing to, what I'm waiting to see is, will there be a firefight, a legitimate tank to tank, uh, a legitimate movement of troops within Ukraine, within Kiev or Mariupol or Crimea, uh, of Ukrainian forces and then the men and women fighting against Russian forces? Are you asking me the question or is that rhetorical? I guess it's both. Okay, I'll answer it this way. Um, Zelensky was addressing his nation, and he was announcing the conscription. All gun regulations are off. Everyone should be arming themselves to the full extent. And then halfway through the speech, he started speaking Russians, and he said, please stop your leader from from this invasion. He's scared. What do scared people do? They react, and I will tell you there's a weapon... And I can't overstate the importance of, of this weapon, even though I don't. Let's put it this way. I'm going to make a really bold statement based on one weapon, but I think Zelensky is going to do this. They have these handheld, and I forget the name of the weapon, but it's like the old-style bazookas, but it's modernized, and it's mobile, and it can take out these Russians' T-20 tanks. Oh, the and, Javelin. And, yeah, and they the Javelin have, missile launcher. It's not called a Javelin. There's another name for it. I know what the Javelin is. And this supposedly has really good range and can be fired fairly accurately even by untrained people once they're shown how to use it. I was talked about the ease of use is phenomenal. And so they were talking about this would be the primary weapon for Ukraine's guerrilla resistance. You wouldn't necessarily see someone in Ukrainian uniform working within their squad, positioning to take out tanks with these weapons. These would be random attacks from civilians. Now, here's what scares me. This would bring escalation to the nth degree. For self-preservation, the Russians would have to kill every civilian in their way if this is the way it went. Well, that's that, that brings me to my rhetorical question. If within 96 hours we don't see an actual protracted war between the Ukrainians and the Russian uh, occupation forces, I'm going to be shocked. I really am. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I th- I think with Russia going in right now, we also have a, another wild card that is the Russian uh, separatists that are in the eastern part of Ukraine that are constantly hounding the Ukrainian forces that's on that far eastern border. So they are probably going to be massacred. And Russia's probably not going to stop that. Russia is probably going to back that and not stop it. Right now, we have been funneling anti-tank missile launchers, the American Javelin missile launchers. We have been funneling those into Ukraine. And we do have advisors there to teach the Ukrainian military how to use it. Did those advisors leave? No. Yeah. More likely no, not. That's, no, I've been told they did not leave. Um, you know, looking at a map, the capital city of Kiev is miles from Belarus. We're talking like a 20-minute drive. Yeah. What I don't know are Russian tra- tanks from the joint drills they did going to stream out of Belarus and encircle Kiev. And basically, kind of do what uh, the Union did to Richmond in the Civil War, encircle and starve them out. Oh, it's either that or it's going to be a Pinzer attack. 
Well, they're coming from two directions. There's no question in what you're saying. And then, and then of course, to uh, control the waterways of the Black Sea, you know, you got Crimea, and now you, they're going to have Odessa. Uh, is this, this is lining up to be a full-scale invasion the way I see it. But I think Putin, Putin does things in measured amounts. He's not an all-or-nothing strategist. So, to me, if I were in Putin's shoes, and I could get into the capital city after I've taken down the entire grid, uh, I would attempt to capture Zelensky. If you really want to do a Spetsnaz operation worthy of a movie, and I would take him to Moscow and read him the Riot Act and negotiate with him while he's in captivity. Um, that would be one thing I think about. Now, the practicality of that being carried out, I think, is relatively low. So the next thing up is basically you occupy Kiev. I don't think you have to take the whole countryside. If you control Kiev, what does that say to the people? That'll test their resolve. Are they going to be willing to carry on in unlimited, uh, indefinite guerrilla warfare with these weapons? Uh, civilians armed with weapons that can take out tanks? Um, or are they going to say, the war's over, we lay down our arms, let's try to negotiate the best deal possible? What do you think, Doug? I think we're probably going to see some forms of fighting. If uh, Zelensky is not air-flighted out of there uh, within the next 24 to 48 hours, I'm going to be very surprised. Uh, I could imagine him being flown out of there and head to Romania or to Poland uh, to get him out of harm's way. But I, I want to see if the people are going to rise up and fight against the Russian forces. That's going to mean a lot. If the people rise up and fight alongside the military, everything is on the table at that point. Then, mm-hmm. uh, If Zelensky decides tomorrow that he now wants to meet with Putin, he will probably be brought to Russia to meet with Putin. He'll probably be brought to Moscow. That's what I was saying, exactly. Yeah. 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 I, I think they're going to lose Mariupol, though. I think with Donetsk and Luhansk, uh, which are northeast of Mariupol, I think Mariupol is prob- it's a port city. It's probably one of those cities that's going to be uh, hit the hardest. Uh, and that's where you're going to see something that you need to pay attention to is the genocide. What the rest of the world are waiting to see is because it's a peacekeeping operation, is there going to be a genocide happening? If it does, if there is a Way City style fight, I'm putting my bet on Mariupol. Yeah, by way, you're talking about what happened in the uh, Tet Lunar New Year. And uh, the Vietnam, Viet Cong attacked every provincial capital yeah. in South Vietnam, and the city of Way turned into a, a well, it just was an incredible battle. Uh, you just took the words out of my mouth. Uh, one of the things I wrote down on paper tonight when I said, uh, how, how do I think this might go? I could see Russian tanks going to the population centers, and they can get there in a matter of hours. They could be there by the end of tomorrow. They surround the cities. And they tell the people, we want no civilian casualties, we bring you no harm, we have food for you, we will help take care of you. If you resist, we will shell you and send in the troops. And who do they send in? They send in the separatists. There's your genocide. Yeah. Well, the thing that they're going to be seizing, if Russia is going to be, uh, if Russia is going to be seizing Ukraine, they're going to stop any railway. They're going to stop any major interstate highway. They're going to be seizing as many airports as possible, if not every single one of them, to include all water ports as well. So they're going to have to cut off Ukraine from the rest of the world, which will force a beachhead somewhere for the alliance, the NATO alliance, to have to come into. Uh, but we have heard, here's the false flag, we have heard for weeks now of Russia committing genocide or the Russian-backed separatists of Ukraine committing genocide. I think that's bullcrap. And then on the other side, you have uh, Moscow saying that the Ukrainians were committing uh, genocide in Donetsk and Luhansk. 
So somebody's lying. Somebody's not telling the truth. And it will be used against one of these two other sides. One way or another, we have the United States and our NATO allies who are probably looking for every provincial reason to make this a military operation. Will we go through with it? That's what's up in the air. Well, Milley will let Russia know we're doing it ahead of time. Sorry for the remark, but uh, that's how much confidence I have in our military people, Doug. I have no confidence in our military right now because of who leads it. Well, I'll tell you one thing that we can look for right now. And I'm just going to throw this as a as a uh, a shot in the dark. Look for cooperation from China with the UN against Russia. Now, look for cooperation with the UN and China. Oh yeah. Now, 2 days ago, 3 days ago, I would have said look for cooperation with China and Russia. Uh, I still think there's plenty of cooperation there, but what we're probably going to see is some form of a, quote, sanction or whatever uh, cooperation from China against Russia. But when it's asked for military support, China is going to deny it. So they'll probably give some sort of provisional uh, support. And if this turns into a war, which we all think it's going to, uh, China is not going to back that. I bet you China then aligns with Russia. I just know how much Putin hates China. Their their marriages of convenience. I hear what you're saying. That's how it would be. It doesn't matter who hates who at this point. They have agreed to combine their nations. Uh, they, They have agreed to yoke each other up by the way of using the Chinese yuan. Russia is a military superpower. They are not an economic superpower. They have the potential, but because they're always being sanctioned, they can't get their money out on the market. If China can give them that market, they will use that until they're ready to go elsewhere. But we're seeing many other nations come out and support of Russia. We're going to see more of that happening soon, and we're going to see less of a support from NATO. I would not be surprised, and this, I would not be surprised if NATO allows Russia to take Ukraine. Yeah, they can't stop it. NATO is a bunch of little sissies, poorly armed, poorly trained. The bulk of the fighting would fall to us and have to go high-tech or nuclear. It's freaking crazy. You know, I'll tell you what's happened to us here, Chuck. This is what I would afraid would happen. Because we're exploring real important points. But right here, this uh, um, Russia has begun airstrikes. They're bombing cities. Now, I don't know if they're just bombing what they think are command and control and power grid. Uh, it could be that. And it's not saying... But uh, it's interesting, too. They're using the term denazification of Ukraine. And then Ukraine is a bunch of Nazis. I'm so glad that Putin is saying this because he's right on the money. Paul Preston and I have talked about this for years. Mm-hmm. Doug, this was uh, a good analysis given the fact that we have zero uh, inside information here about what's going on. We're just reacting to what's happening and our my experience covering it, your experience in military. But I think people have a starting point to know the kinds of things to look for. Um, tell people how they can listen to your show. All right, so you can go to the... Uh AmericanVindictaShow.com AmericanVindictaShow.com uh, We have a broadcast that is on Global Star Radio. Thank you very much, Todd, if you're listening. Uh, Global Star Radio is a great host. A lot of really cool stuff that's out there. Dave himself is on there. And uh, my show is on there from 11 p.m. Eastern to midnight, Monday to Friday. Uh, our website will be coming out with some videos here pretty soon. And, Dave, I'll be branching out to do some videos here and there. I think me and you have a, a couple different projects that we're going to be working <laughs> on. And we're always on. Yes, we uh, do. 
We're, we're always on uh, thecommonsenseshow.tv, so please, if you're not subscribed to there, go to thecommonsenseshow.tv. Yep. Uh, really good articles that Dave puts on his website, but you're missing the TV reviews. Yeah, the TV you're missing. Is, we get great stuff on the TV, you're right. Oh, yeah. We're All flat out of time, my friend. we got to scoot. But uh, I'm, I want to do some updates with you on the TV side uh, as we go, approach the weekend. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, buddy. Thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us. Pray for peace, and I'm being sincere. I know you know I am. God bless all of you. Take care. We'll see you back here next time. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground. It will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more... Go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.